0: Today we're talking with Rene Rosa from X-Team about some ways that you can act and be more senior right now. Let's get rolling. Software runs our world. It's at the center of everything and you, a passionate software developer, are at the epicenter. The world needs you to be the best you can be. Welcome to the Driven Developer Podcast. I'm your host, Byron Summerdahl. I'm driven to develop and code because coding saved my life. In a few short months, I went from floundering junior to sought after senior, and on to architect and eventually CTO. All the things I've learned through the years, I want to give back to you. Join me and a new guest every week as we share the tools and skills you need to become a driven developer and make a more meaningful impact on our world. Hey everybody, we're here with Rene Rosa from X-Team. Rene, how you doing?
1: Hey, Baron. everything going well on my side. Uh, I'm glad to see you again, Uh, a long time.
0: Uh, Yeah, man, we go way back. Way back, how many years have we known each other? Um,
1: I think more than seven years, if I'm wrong. Five. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I've I've had I've had kids since uh, since we got to know each other. Yeah, man. Uh, so hey, since I, I obviously know you very well, uh, you're one of my favorite best friends in the entire world. Um, but I want to know. I want everybody else to know who you are. So so tell our audience, who you are, what you're doing, where you are in life right now.
1: Okay. Um, Well, as as Byron mentioned, my name is Rene Rosa. I'm 35 years old. I'm not sure if that's necessary, (laughs) but that's my area. We'll let it go. I don't worry about it. Um, I'm a software developer. Um, I'm working right now in a company called X-Team. We will share the, the link at the end if you would like to know more about it. Uh, but I'm uh, working with a company called Riot Games, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm not coding game right now, but I'm in charge of the website and the authentication process. But it's cool. I mean, my, right now at this moment of my life, I, I consider as a digital nomad, I'm not sure that that term is kind of new, but uh, basically it's like uh, working remote and doing, I'm working remote, I, I'm able to travel and live in different countries. I mean, that's what I'm doing at this moment of my life uh, because that's one of my passion, uh, no new cultures, etc. So that's me. New food. Yeah, new food. That's, that's something uh, bad <laughs> mm. because <laughs> I try a lot of stuff that I don't like. But that's, that's the idea. Are you a picky eater? Like, are you... Um, no, I, I... Is it hard to please? No, no, no. I, I, I try to, to eat whatever. Uh, if that's good. My, that's good. That's good. I,
0: I can't imagine being a digital nomad and, and being a picky eater at the same time. I think you kind of have to get past that?
1: I will tell you a short story. Uh, for example, I tell went me. to Mexico, uh, to Guadalajara, and they uh, sell something called tortas ahogadas. Okay, which sounds like it's a,
0: that's like a, what a, 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 it's like a, a hot, drowned sandwich.
1: Yeah. It's not a hot dog, but it looks like a hot dog that you, uh, uh, you put a lot of sauce inside of the hot dog and outside of the hot dog and mm-hmm. uh, you start eating it. But uh, since everything is uh, with sauce, uh, your hands comes uh, very... It's just covered. Yeah, it's covered. So it was disgusting to, to try to eat in that way. And and, yeah. and it, it not tastes very well. But I'm not sure what yeah. they like it. And that's the traditional food, et cetera. But yeah. I had to try it. And it's very spicy. Yeah. I mean... Hmm.
0: Everything You're in really, Mexico is spicy. Yeah. Even the candy, even the ice cream. Like they give, they give two-year-olds spicy milk in their in their bottles. <laughs> for goodness' sake!
1: But that's a good thing uh, that you. Well, in these days, you you don't need to go to other countries to know the culture because now you can work remotely and and know other people from other countries and know know how they how, how they live, how they think, yep. etc. So that's a good thing of working. So software developer at these times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So right now you are working with X team, but you are assigned to Riot Games. Yeah,
1: that's correct.
0: Riot Games, um, for the gamers in our audience, they already know what Riot Games is. It's League of Legends. It's Arcane. It's, you know, all these games that, that, um, that Riot is known for. So that's that's extremely cool that you're getting. You get to work with uh, with a company like Riot Games uh, to to build build applications for them.
1: Yeah, that's correct. That's that sounds like a dream job, right? But I mean, what I discover is like uh, the dream job you you make your dream job. I mean, with with the with the with your partners, with your coworkers, with your with your bosses. I mean, that depends of uh, how do you see what is your dream job? Yeah, it depends
0: on your perspective. I, I I I really appreciate what you just said because yes, it it is it is awesome to be able to say hey I work with Riot Games <laughs> and and it's it's fun to talk about that. Uh, but even even working at a company like Riot Games or or uh, uh, some of these other like really storied names like oh i work for facebook i work for amazon but it, your work can still suck it, your job can still be horrible if you if you have the wrong perspective or if you are working with people that are are horrible or um or if if the 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 work itself is just really laborious or boring uh, and and so it 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 really is it, it the, your job is what you make of it, and you could be working on on just a business application. You can wor- be working on a on a database application that that for an insurance company, and find joy, and really enjoy working for that company if you're surrounded by the right people and if you have the right perspective.
1: Yeah, and they have the same problems you you saw in different companies. Yeah. And sometimes we change yeah. because. We say, oh, okay, this kind of problem were not found in, in, in another company that it's better or, or have a better name, right? But yeah. the, the reality is that they have the same problems. Uh, we could find the same issues with uh, wrong leaders, uh, yeah, in charge of a team, etc. But yeah, the cool thing is that during your uh, life you will discover in this stuff. And it's and it's good, you because you will learn. So, Renee, tell us
0: how you got into programming.
1: Oh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if I um, if I tell you the truth, I, I didn't want to study uh, software. I, I didn't want to be a software developer. Uh, I wanted to to be involved with the elect- electronical stuff. And at university, um, I was a student, some of these careers that were related with electronical stuff. But uh, there were no students that uh, at that moment that helped me to open some classes because uh, the the, car- the career was new. So I had a. Ah,
0: there, there weren't enough students. Yeah. That, and so they, they couldn't they couldn't have classes for you because there weren't enough students that wanted it.
1: Yeah, I know I that, that's not happening in U.S., <laughs> but that's very common in, in new careers in, in, in Honduras. Um, so the, I had two choices. The first one is wait until new members uh, join to the career and wait like one year or changing uh, the career for something similar to the classes that I already uh, passed. So, uh, since I didn't found too uh, complex the programming stuff, uh, I decided to change to to be a system engineer, and that's why I start on this um, on this life. I mean, I didn't like to program. I I, I thought mm-hmm. I was not uh, built to 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 code. But, in the meantime well, while I start uh passing some classes, I found it that I enjoyed um some classes, right there are some classes that I didn't like it, but that's part of the yeah, yeah. surely
0: you enjoyed building compilers
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> uh i mean <laughs> I have a a good story about it, but we can leave it in another podcast for another day. <laughs> okay
0: so yeah you're you are a reluctant uh, programmer then you you just you weren't looking for programming necessarily but it seemed like the the right thing to do because you didn't want to wait yeah but just imagine if you had actually gone down the road of of le- electronics and becoming maybe an electrical engineer or uh, or or somebody that that is uh, is working on repairing repairing circuits and things like that I mean, you would... You would have a very different lifestyle now. Yeah,
1: that's, that's
0: you can't cool. you can't work on electronics through the cloud.
1: Yeah, that's correct. That's true. I mean, um, I think everything uh, happens for a reason, and, mm. and and there are some stuff that happened in my life that that helped me to be the person who I am right now.
0: Yeah, everything everything leads to this moment. Uh, and and yeah, and yeah, that's why you and me are
1: here in this post- podcast.
0: Yeah, so so that means that we have a purpose. We have a purpose to to fulfill during this this podcast that uh, that we need to fulfill. So uh, we we need to get right to it. We've got some some developers out there that need to hear um, about about what you've experienced about about uh, software developers in general and 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 how to how to rise and how to, how to get better and how to learn more and, and get faster and better and stronger. So um, before we do that, tell me about what something that, that excites you about the future of software development.
1: Well, uh, something that I really excites is that uh, more people is involved with software developer now. So development now um, more, more people is interested in coding, um, not just because uh, it's pretty cool on these days because you can work remotely and you can get well, uh, you are well paid, right? Uh, but there are other there are new languages that help you to to code in a in a way that you can learn faster, right? So mm-hmm. this is what really excites to me because um, we were alone. that's what I that's what I think. Uh, And now we were discovered and more Mm. people is trying to, to, to get into the, in, into this giant uh, bubble, uh, but they can't enter alone. I mean, we need to help them. Yeah. So that's why really, yeah, that's, that's we have another interesting perspective. We have a future, you know, uh, we were developers before, but now we are developer with a purpose. And the purpose for us is, uh, allow them to others to, to, uh, to come to, to this world in an easy way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Software runs our world. This planet is, is very dependent on software. Unless you're living in the middle of a forest somewhere, which means you're not listening to this podcast. Um, You know, unless you have cut yourself off completely from technology, software runs almost everything. And even more after or during this pandemic with with COVID-19, you know, just look around and you've got now brand new food service uh, delivery uh, services that didn't exist before. Now we've got apps for it and you can pick your food off of the, the web. Even in a country like Honduras, you can you can get food delivered to your doorstep with an app. Um, And and that's not something I I dreamed of seeing in in a country like Honduras uh, in the next 30 years, let alone in in the last year or two.
1: And and you know what also excites me is that uh, the development world is not uh, related with your age. I mean, you can be a software developer at your 15 years, maybe at your 10 years, if you're pretty uh, smart or you can be a mm-hmm. software developer with your eighty years if possible right yep. I mean it, you yep. can do the same thing no matter uh, there is no physical afford there might be a mental afford I know uh, but but I mean you can you can continue working at and in those ages
0: yeah it's a this is a very inclusive and accessible field for multiple types of people out there. Um, yeah, and, and I've, I've actually, in my coding school, Renee, I'm actually witnessing people that, that I wouldn't normally expect to be able to learn to code, and I'm seeing them learn to code. Like kinder, ex-kindergarten teachers. yeah, and Kindergarten teachers out there, if you're listening, please take no offense, but they're, they're not usually the most computer literate people um, in fact, I used to work as an IT director at a, at a school, at a private school. And we had K kindergarten all the way through 12th, 12th, grade. And usually the kindergarten teachers were the, were the bane of my existence because they, they would always call me in because they, they needed me to press the escape key on the keyboard. They didn't understand. And, uh, anyway, so now in my coding school, I've got at least two ex uh, ex kindergarten teachers or they're wanting to get out of teaching and they're learning to code. They already talk like programmers, and it's it's amazing. So this field is super, super accessible to to people. It doesn't matter where they are.:
1: Yeah, and, and not just developers. I mean the, the, the field is very uh, open to, to, to bring technical people that can talk about development or can uh, lead developers. Because we need also aside of developers, we need scrum masters, we need QAs, we need leaders that right. can manage a project. But they need to understand what are we talking about. So there is a a, a great field. I mean, and, and this is yeah. something that is happening now and and will have will uh, have future.
0: Yeah, and that's actually a good point too, Renee. That. Um... Like, like multiple people contribute to a software project and, and, but also like those, it's easier for those non-programmers to get into and, and bring value to a software development team because most people nowadays understand what software developers do. Whereas before in years past, software development was this, this mysterious magical thing that nobody really understood. And now, because everybody interacts with with software on a on a daily and sometimes on a on an hourly basis, they've already gone through the thought process of how did this become? How did this get here? This website, this app on my phone, this this thing. They've already thought about it, and they already know that a software developer is the one that does it. And so it's like, it's it's just easier to, to start conversations about about software development with non programmers.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Something to be proud of. I mean, not, not every, not every uh, career, not every uh, path can can boast of of such things. Like we we don't even we we don't even need. You don't have to go to the university to learn to program. You know, you don't have to. You don't you don't have to go to some training program. You don't even have to go to my coding school to learn to code. You can learn all by yourself. That's correct. Uh, and, and not a lot of industries can say that either. It's pretty That's cool. Correct. So, Renee, it's confession time. I know you've been Ooh. dreading this for weeks and weeks because you knew what was coming. Uh step into my my confession booth and and someday I'm gonna have some sound effects. your chunk. And the door closes on you. And I'm the priest and you're the sinner. Renee, I wanna know what's the worst thing you've done as a software developer? Just let it all Out, go ahead and just like get it all off your chest. I know you've had this weighing down on you for years and years and years, and you're finally ready to confess. So now's your chance. Just you and me.
1: Got it. I just want to clarify that I continue making mistakes. This is
0: the disclaimer. This is the (laughs) disclaimer, Renee.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, no matter the experience you have, you will always uh have mistakes, right? But the good the the cool thing is. How you learn by doing those kind of mistakes. But something that I really ashamed is uh, when I, start, I started working as a software developer uh, in my second company, uh, I was shadowing a, a, a partner, a co-worker, and they need to take some vacation. So he requests a week of time off, and but he needs to deliver something at the end of uh Maybe in two weeks, right? In a, in a sprint, and and the, and that time we didn't call it a sprint, but they had to deliver something in two weeks. So the first week he will be off, but the second week he had to to review my work and uh, deliver it, right? I didn't read all the the description of the of the feature that I had to do. Uh, i just understand what mm-hmm, i need to mm-hmm. do and, and and i start doing it by myself and so uh, yeah and i start working on that feature and using a lot of repetitive code i mean we i didn't build any class to reuse code and i just start mm-hmm. doing the same validation across all the forms that i had to 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 build i mean imagine mm-hmm. that we i had to build like Uh, 10 forms and that each form has his own validation and all the validation were the same. So when the, when my coworker back from the, uh, back from the, the back day, he vacation, uh, he found that I did that and he found an issue with the validations. So he had to change the validation across all the forms. Hmm. So uh, he had to redo most of the work. Uh, Do that mistake right. I, I, I forgot to read one of the uh, descriptions that mentioned that we should reuse this validation across all the uh, the forms. So what I did mm. is didn't follow the instruction. I just start doing what I think was the best, and 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 I. I had to learn by that mistake because he had to invest more time that he expected to do in the next week. But uh, I was totally ashamed about that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you feel better now. Now that you've got that off your chest, I know that's been bothering you for years. But just you know, consider yourself now free of those sins. You you are forgiven. I I, I dub thee forgiven. <laughs> I still have a depth yeah, But but like you said before, yeah, yeah, I mean, we all make mistakes constantly <laughs> and um it's just it, it's just that now that we're we're more experienced, our our mistakes are more costly. <laughs> or yeah. or maybe they're less I don't know, maybe maybe they're less frequent, but but when we make a mistake, man, do we still make a mistake.
1: Yeah, that's why we are worried about uh someone review our code. <laughs> Because they will find issues, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so uh, so Renee, I know you I know you work with uh, a lot of developers and and you have worked with a lot of developers through the past. Uh, I know that you've um, you've had a chance to to observe their behaviors and you've been able to to kind of uh, see some different things that they've been doing. and uh, and so I, I just want to know. Uh, what's something that you wish developers would just
1: get better at? Um, you know Baron there is like two ways to address this question I mean I can be very technical and mention that they can start learning a lot of stuff because that that's a future stuff that will help them but i but the other way that I will choose to answer the question is like uh, the non-technical one, and it's mm. the developers should be more social. Uh, I know that most, of the, and I can guarantee that most of the developers are very shy. They don't want. Mm. They don't like to spend too much too much time with others. It's very weird to 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 see that they are open to share their thoughts outside of the 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 technical uh, uh, bubble, but it's like uh very being more social, trying to 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 have a balanced life. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I know that we have a term, call it geeky, right? But mm-hmm. it's like being. Less geeky. I mean, you can be a geeky without being very geeky, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, so you're trying to tell
0: the geeks out there, hey, you should be a little bit less geeky. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, uh, you, is that you what can, you're trying to say? Yes, uh, because <laughs> you, there are other things that you can do uh, to, to 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 work better, and that doesn't mean spare more time. Or the twenty-four hours coding. I mean, you can you could be a great developer, uh, trying ba- balance your life because if you are good uh, physically and, and and mental and mentally, um, you will work better in a in a better mm-hmm. environment. And that doesn't mean that your desktop will have the best uh, stand or the best chair. I, I'm not. Re- I'm not uh, referring to that. I mean, there are other things that could help you.
0: So yeah, the the used to be the that like in in order to be a programmer that you had to kind of fit this this persona. You had to be uh, like I know that there there were, there were these movies, The Revenge of the Nerds, which everybody should watch. The Revenge of the Nerds. These are great movies. But this is back in the day when Poindexter uh, had a. Um, a a plastic pocket protector full of pens so that they, if they leaked they wouldn't, they wouldn't get on his shirt. And so the pocket protector and the, the horn rim glasses and, and the, the just antisocial or, or not, or just like non-socially aware, non-emotionally intelligent um, kind of person. That's the typical geek. That's the typical nerd. And I don't see that as much. Right anymore, I don't. I don't really see that stereotypical geek or nerd anymore. But I think what they have been, like to your point, what they've been replaced with are are people that are very capable, very smart, have a lot to offer, but but are are just they they haven't taken the time in their lives to to develop the uh, the the de- a desire even to to speak up. And and get past that shy thing. It's like sh- everybody's shy, and so if you're listening today, and you're and you, you know, be honest with yourself. Are you shy? Uh, that's gonna be the thing that holds you back more than anything else. Is that shyness? Uh, it it will it will hold you back from getting hired. Sometimes it will hold you back from being heard in meetings. It will hold your team back because you're not speaking up. Um and it's okay to be shy. Right? Yep. Right, Renee, it's okay to be shy. It's just not okay to let it rule everything you do.
1: Yeah, I mean I I know people that is very shy, that is very smart, right? And and, and they are very social, no matter if they are shy. Uh but I think it's like a balancing. I mean uh, you need time for your family. You need time for your friends. You need time for your, uh, wh- whatever is your um, the thing that you would like to enjoy, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that that's what I'm referring to.
0: So I, I actually, um, I've got I've got a touch of Asperger's, which is um, which is kind of it's on the uh, on the range of of autism, right? So um, so I've got that. And um, and so for me, it is my, my when I get with my friends or with, when I'm with my family, the only thing I ever really want to talk about are is like code and programming and, and work related stuff. because And that's that's my Asperger's coming out like my my brain doesn't want to doesn't want to disconnect it. doesn't want to jump to to things like sports and TV and, and, and just having fun and and having that balance. So I have to intentionally, I have to work at it. I've got to be very intentional about bringing or forcing balance in my life, really for the sake of my family, because they, they don't have Asperger's and they don't, they don't (laughs) think 24 seven about what I think. Um, And so I, I have to be very intentional. And, and so maybe, maybe there are other people out there that have Asperger's also, and and you've got to do the same thing. If you're not intentional, if you're not, if you're not like recognizing that you need balance and you're not putting things in place to kind of like force it or make it automatic, um, then you're just going to let life happen. And then, and then you're going to, you're, you're not going to have that balance. Your life is going to be less full or, or less flourishing. And then there might be other people that don't have Asperger's that still need to be uh, intentional about about bringing uh, balance to their life yeah you, you shouldn't be coding since you wake up until you go to sleep you yeah know, you do need to take a lunch break and a dinner break and a breakfast break and you need to spend time with your loved ones
1: and that's just one of the problem right there are more problems and and hmm. one of those problems, it's like you forgot when, when to eat, I went to lunch, I went to dinner, <laughs> etc. Yeah, and, and I'm telling this because I had to learn that, and I'm still learning about uh, balance in my life and do some exercises, mm-hmm. uh, try to share uh, more time with my family, but also uh, uh, continue delivering what what we what we are doing, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the statistics, most developers are in a project for no more than three years. For For a lot of developers, it's much less than that. And so if you just think about things logically, which is exactly where my brain loves to go, just think about this logically. I'm likely to only be on this project for three years. Um, I do want to treat this project the way I need to treat it to do the best job I can possibly do. I want to take ownership, ownership of what I'm doing. I want to, I want to, um, respect my team and, and, and do what I need to do to support my team. So I I do want to do a good job, but I, I also shouldn't kill myself over this project because statistics say, I will not be on this project in three years. It just doesn't make sense to kill myself over this project you know it might be better to kill myself over a game of racquetball uh but not over this project
1: yeah and and i had to learn that by a by a a, a, one of the worst experience in in a in a a project that i work that
0: now i want to hear about this don't 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 give me a summary tell me the juicy details
1: (laughs) um I was working for a, a company in New York, and this person wanted to deliver something very fast. And he they told never me went that
0: slow—that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and he told me that uh, I had to work the weekends because he he need this, <laughs> right? And and one of this. Uh, one of those weekends, um, we start working at 8 p.m. I mean, you know what what that means? Working Saturdays and Friday at, at yeah. night just for, because we want to deliver and because they were paying very well, I had to do it. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I had to leave that company because it was not good for me. I, I, I had one month working by Monday to Sunday just for money. Mm-hmm. And just because I, I I know that I had to deliver that. And I was very yeah. in it was a very interesting project and I, I was enjoying it. But I was uh um I, I was I didn't have time with my family, I didn't have time with my girlfriend, I didn't have time with uh Exercising, so I I I mm. had to learn to keep a balance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and also, uh, you know, probably looking back on that, if, if I had been uh, coaching you through that, then I, I probably would have been telling you, hey man, you need to push back a little bit here, uh, and and have your have your boss reevaluate deadlines because it sounds like they are planning on everybody working uh all hours of every day uh which is which which is it's, un, it's not sustainable it's going to it's going to kill the entire developer force it's not going to be good for the company in the long run they're going to lose all their developers which they did i know which company you're talking about um so so that that's whew. yeah but but the, sometimes sometimes those lessons are are best learned the hard way, right?
1: Yeah, and and it costs because um, I mean this person need a uh, need to think in uh, in that and how to balance the their la- his life, right? And not just for him, it's for others too.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, one. Th- uh, my next question, uh, which my my veteran listeners know is coming. Um, my next question is is about is about things that that great developers do. Uh, but I want to I want to point out something from this last story that is uh, something that great developers have, and and that is um, they have a, a trail of failures and a trail of of bad experiences sometimes, and they have a trail of learning. And so, you know, Renee, I know that that you've you've had plenty of experiences uh, in your life, and I, I know that you have taken advantage taken advantage of every um, every bad experience, every good experience, and you've allowed those things to come back and apply to you as who you are. Um, and and I look at you as a great developer, and and so I I want to I want to hold you up as an example uh, as as. You know, if you if you're a developer out there and you aspire to be a senior developer, you aspire to be just a great developer. You want to level up in whatever way, then then take Renee's example of of going through and living through different experiences and um, and learning from those experiences, applying that learning back to your life, and then doing it better the next time. That that's what I see Renee doing constantly. Is every time every time Renee uh has has an experience good or bad he always goes to the next and he starts to uh, apply that learning and he's getting better and better and better Uh, that's what great developers do it's time for you to take control Hey, Byron here, coming at you from a different place and time to put a pause to this podcast and call attention to something really important. You've probably thought at times that it's really hard to get traction in your own learning and growth as a software developer. You should join the Dev Amplifier, the mastery growth system for software developers. In the Dev Amplifier, you'll receive weekly coaching and quests and assessments and check-ins All designed to help you grow from whatever level you're at as a software developer to the next level and amplify your career. It's only $83 a month, so stop everything else that you're doing right now. Pause this podcast and head over to my website to sign up for the Dev Amplifier right now. It'll be the best decision you make all day. Now let's get back to the Driven Developer Podcast. So Renee, what else do you see great developers doing? What are some of those hallmarks or markers of great developers?
1: Well, I know, uh, that this is a common question for, um, most of the depth, um, there was one person that asked me how to get to the next level. And that, at that moment, that was a good question because I, I, I didn't have an answer for him at that moment. Uh, but that question started digging on my mind and, and tried to see what the developers can do to be a great developers. And in job position, we define it by roles, like a uh, mid-developer or senior developer mm-hmm. or beginner developer. But, I mean, that's just position, right? A position role, yeah, just a, t- just a title. Because you could have a title of junior developer, uh, but you could be a, a, a senior developer. Uh, you could be a great developer. So, one of the things that a great developer uh, uh, do is know what to do when they are stuck. This is um, mm-hmm. I I'm not saying that a great developer don't ask for help. But he knows who to ask, or or what need to do in order to to uh, to uh, what actions need to do in order to get rid of that uh, block, right? So um, sometimes you get stuck, but you prefer to throw the ball, or 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 just feel that, that you won't be able to do it. But a great developer uh, will research, will try to understand how to do it, but do it right.
0: So, with a with a great developer, then, like, I mean, we're basically saying, or we're we're admitting that great developers do sometimes get stuck, and and that's that's okay. I mean, that's going to happen to everybody. Uh, great developers do get stuck, but what is really important and what really distinguishes them from less experienced or more junior developers is that a great developer is going to raise the flag, right? When 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 there's a problem, they're gonna, they're going to raise the flag. They're going to uh, send out a signal to the rest of the team. Hey, this card you thought it was going to be a, a three-hour card, it's actually going to be. Maybe 10 because I just found this big Easter egg and I don't know how to fix it quite yet. Right?
1: Yeah, that, that's correct. That's correct. It's basically know what could happen without, um, pass for that and raise the hand and at the end
0: and not pass it to somebody else.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I think of plan B a lot of times um you know if if you are the most senior developer on a team then you are plan a and you are plan b and you're plan c basically there is no plan b and you've got to figure out how to how to solve this problem yes or yes there's no way around it
1: yeah that's correct or looking for an expert help and and probably exactly Probably you don't have all the knowledge at that moment, and but that someone already passed for for that, and and found a solution. So if you are already stuck and know that you try a lot of stuff, just look for expert to help you. Right,
0: right. Because I I know that that so so being a great developer or even being called a senior developer is not it's you're not designated that because you have all of this stuff memorized it's not because you've seen every exception that could ever happen and you have the exact solution memorized it's you are that designation you are a great developer because you know a where to go to find the solutions you know what your resources are that are available to you and b you're not going to drop the ball like you're gonna you're gonna stick to it until it's fixed. Uh, Have you ever, um, have you ever tried like, like going out and finding, reaching out to a a committer on, on an open source project? You're, you're maybe having a trouble, having trouble with this library and you really need it to work. And so you reach out to like the, one of the contributors or the, or the the owner of the open source project.
1: Yeah. And this is a common uh, thing that we are doing without notice. I mean, you go to Stack overflows a lot of times, just yeah. how to do uh, this stuff, and you find help. But there are some specific things that uh, that maybe are not in Stack overflows, right, or any other uh, um, website, and, and and you need to ask for help. Probably you have to pay for that knowledge. Yeah. But the thing is that you uh, you will learn um about uh, what is he's doing right and the next time uh, you will have that knowledge and you can help others i mean you can you can get paid for that knowledge if you want but you can also share yeah. it for free
0: so there was this uh, project that, that I don't know if you ever worked on this project with me, but there was this project where that we were using this audio library and we were having to like send different audio files into different speakers on a surround sound uh, thing. And, and it was back, this is back in the day when uh, our teams only had.net to choose from. <laughs> so, so everything had to be.net and, um, and, and so this is a.net project sending sounds to, to speakers. And so it, there were only a few audio libraries available at the time in.NET. If we had chosen a different language, we might've been better off. But um, anyway, that, that's, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, we, we were using this audio library. Were you on this project?
1: I worked. Ever? I worked uh, in a phase of this project. Got it, but
0: got it. So part it. Part. it's like where we're sending different sounds to, to different speakers. So I don't know if, I don't know if you remember this, but at one point we were using this audio library and it, all of a sudden it, 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 it stopped doing, or it, it couldn't do the thing that we needed it to do. Like, and, and we had already invested so many hours and so many, and we we're already up, up against kind of one of those imaginary deadlines that, that, or, or the, the customer is running out of money and they really need us to get this thing fixed. And so do you remember what we did?
1: we i remember
0: think back to history
1: yeah i, I remember that we had to look for this developer that built this uh, library yeah and to do some yeah. changes custom changes for us yep yep
0: yep you do remember that okay that it's uh this memory just popped into my head but but yeah that's one of those uh, uh, one of those times when when the developers on the project were there was no plan b they 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 didn't there was no there was no one else who was going to come in and, and swoop in and save them. They had to just do it, and um, and so, so we yeah we we I think I w- went to the GitHub repository, found the name of the guy that wrote it. Of course, back then there was no email address uh, uh, shown for that person, so I had to then like go through Google and and like do internet stalking and try to find this person by their name, match the picture from their Google their their GitHub profile. Eventually, I found them where they slipped up and left a, an email address on a blog article somewhere. And I emailed them and say, Hey, would you come and help? And they, they said, sure. Um, I'm in England. So it's going to be during these times and um, it'll cost you 200, $250 an hour. Yeah. And- which we paid happily because he, he got it fixed in two or three hours and now we're unstuck and we're ready to go.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the way how it works now. But no one will have the entire knowledge. But get rid of the the block; it's the key, and 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 that's make you a great developer too. Yeah, but you know, Baron, aside of the plan B stuff or or trying to get rid of blocks, I think one of the key stuff for being a great developer is the communication um not being shy. Uh, a lot of the beginner developers um are very shy and don't want to share their knowledge. I mean don't want to share their thoughts sorry because they are afraid to to, to say stupid things. And and I was one of those guys that preferred to don't talk and they mm-hmm. don't have technical conversation because I don't want to say something stupid. So, uh, if I don't break that barrier, uh, I, I, I won't get to the next level. I mean, communication yeah. is not something related with technical stuff. I mean, it's not knowledge related with a specific yeah, language. Is it's like something that will help you not just for the uh, for the project you are working on, it will help you for your yeah. life too. So this is yes. something that makes you a great developer.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. I, there, there have been developers on my teams that you know when I start looking at at them, and maybe it's maybe it's a salary review yeah. period in in the company or something, and I'm looking at at developers. I'm like, man, okay, this this person, they've been with us for this long. They they seem to have the, these technical abilities, but they just they don't seem senior. They don't seem like they are at this level because of their communication. They, if they could just get past and, and force themselves to work on their communication, then their, their soft skills would all of a sudden catch up to their tech skills and they would actually look senior. So, yeah, it, it, we, there are probably tons of people out there that if they could just, if they could, if they could find some of those gaps that they have. In their soft skills like communication, yeah, and then, you know, then their tech skills will just shine.
1: Yeah, you know why why this happening? Because um, most of these uh, of these devs come from university or without uh, uh, university, may, maybe in the middle of their career. But in the university, they they didn't teach you how to communicate. I mean, this is not mm. part of the career path. <clears throat> So this is something that you will learn. You will need to learn by yourself. Uh, some people already have that uh, because they 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 are born with that. With know mm. how to communicate,
0: they're already extroverts.
1: Yeah, but there are others that will need invest time in order to to yeah. communicate in a better way. So uh, yeah, you could take some courses if you want. You could practice, or you could look for help on this area but the the idea here is that you um, you broke that barrier I, I mean uh, try to get to the next level trying to communicate being less shy um, and, and try to have more technical conversation no matter if you do uh, do stupid uh, comments uh, but that's good I mean that will help you to learn and, and and help you to make it in a better way.
0: So you, you know who Mark Twain is, right? Yeah. Okay. So great writer, uh, Samuel Clemens. He had, there's this, this, uh, this quote that he has that is, is pretty popular. And it sometimes, when I, when I see a really shy developer, I almost think that they heard this quote and they internalized it and they made it part of who they are. And, and now this is their mantra. And his quote was uh, better to remain silent and allow people to wonder whether you're an idiot or open your, th- then open your mouth and remove all doubt. And so that's that, but that, that's not the mantra that we need to live by really. <laughs> I mean that we, we, we're not idiots. We we are we are software developers. We know how to materialize things out of nothing. We defy physics by creating things that have never existed before. We're not idiots, uh, so open. We need to open our mouths. Yeah. And so if if we don't open our mouths enough, then then we are holding ourselves back from letting everybody else understand how senior senior we really are.
1: Yeah. And and last but not least. Imagine that you already have all of this stuff. You you are able to get uh, get rid of any blog. Uh, you ha- you already have communication skills. You are, are very good problem solving. Uh, but what's the next thing, right? And the key uh, for the next level is being a great mentor. I mean, try to share your knowledge mm-hmm. with others. I, I know you, Byron, are a great developer. And in, but then you are ready. Pass the next level because you are see, seeking to to uh, to train others that everyone get involved and, and and mentor someone else. And that for me is the next level. And you are ready in that level. Uh, and that's something that I uh, would like to do more more uh, often. Uh, and that's. Something that 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 you are doing very well, and this is the reason of this podcast. So hope yeah, hope that everyone totally. that is hearing this uh, know that uh, how to be a great app, and once you are a great app, how to share that knowledge so everyone could be uh, a great developer.
0: So Renee, are you currently and be honest, are you currently mentoring actively? Another younger developer.
1: I had to do it, not because I do it by because I I want it, right? It's because uh, in the current company I have, uh, I'm working on. Uh, I there is a junior developer that I, that is assigned it to me that I need to mentor. Mm-hmm. So it's like I didn't look for that, but I I need to do it, right? Yeah, but. But I had the opportunity to, to mentor other people uh, because I was um, um, a professor at university. Um, mm-hmm. And as I have given my class, uh, I was teaching some of those that because they had a lot of questions and not related with the technical stuff, are more related about how to get to the next level. And what can, can they do in this scenario in the company because they feel uh, blocked? To this reason, etc. cetera.
0: Right, right. Uh, I, uh, by the way, I totally agree with you that, that if you want to be seen or if you want to be a great developer, then you need to be mentoring people. You need to be finding a way to duplicate, to multiply yourself uh, and your knowledge and your wisdom. Uh, so... Um, how's that mentoring going right now with your um, with your uh, your I don't I don't know your padawan or your student at X team?
1: Um, I mean, the, this person. Uh, the reason why is junior developer is because it's just start working in in the in the project. And it's the first time he's related with this language, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with this tech stack. But this person is um, is, is very uh, smart and easy mm-hmm. to, to be mentored. I mean, you can okay, mentor nice. others, but there are other people that it's hard to mentor because they don't want to be mentored, right?
0: So, I, I think they know everything already,
1: yeah, so that's the pen. Uh, I can say uh if you want to be mentored, uh, it will be easy but but but, if you don't want to be mentored, no matter what which mentor do you have could be the best one uh, it you won't be mentored in the in the best way mm.
0: so, Renee, can I give you a challenge? Sure an assignment. I'll check back in with you in a few days and see if you're doing it. Sure. Um, so, so when you, when you first said something about, um, about the mentoring right now, uh, you said that it was, it was assigned to you and, and that's, that's very cool. I love how X team is doing that. Um, but it could be very, it could very easily turn into, well, they assigned me somebody and I, I wasn't really looking for a mentor or mentor relationship right now. Um, also, you said that that this uh, this person that you're mentoring right now is is probably pretty pretty senior in some ways. They're just new to this tech stack, new to the company, things like that. Um, so my my challenge for you is find find their gaps, find find the things that you really do have to offer and and pour those things into them on a daily basis. Take it, take responsibility. You may already be doing this, but I just, I, I just want to, uh, I, I know you and, and I have this coaching relationship already with you for, from, from years past, but just, uh, take, make it your, your responsibility. Take them, uh, take that, take that opportunity as your responsibility to, to transform that person. And, um, and they will be hugely blessed by that.
1: Yeah, th- thanks for there.
0: And every time I hear a Slack uh, notification on your side, I'm, I'm thinking that our listeners are probably also checking Slack to see if it was theirs or yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: They're, they're looking for you, man. They're like, hey, Renee, where where are you? And you're like, I'm in a podcast. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I'm i doing a good thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. sharing so, yeah. experience with others and know that no matter if you are beginner or if you are senior, uh, you you can learn uh, just yeah. hearing by this this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and just so that X team, uh, you know, in case they want to complain about you spending this hour with me, um, you know, as long as, as long as we say X team enough times in the podcast then um we can say that they're getting some free sponsorship time, right? Yeah. That way they'll they'll be okay with you doing that. So X team, X Team, X Team, X Team, X <laughs> <com>. X team. X dash team.com. <laughs> <laughs> If we get that in there enough times. So, um, hey, Renee, uh, we're, we're winding down. I want to give you another chance to give one more piece of advice to the world's junior developers. These are, these are guys and gals that are just leaving the university. They've got a degree or they're leaving a coding school and they've got their certification or they've just learned enough code to get get a job. And now they have their first job. They are this uh, starting out entry level developer What's a piece of advice that you could give to them?
1: Okay, uh, I will recap everything in just one word, and it's patience. Uh, um, you need to be patient about the the paths that you need to follow in, in the career. We know that we are talking about like um, your dream job, but you don't want you won't have the dream job immediately you will need to have patience yeah. you will need to learn you will have to make some mistakes and during the time you uh, someone will notice that if you are doing the 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 thing is the good way or not i mean someone will notice definitely and in that way you will know that you are in the next step so just be patient don't be worried if you are don't feel immediately in the next level, no matter if you feel that you are in the next level. I mean, someone will notice that and will help you to pass to the next level.
0: Yeah. Good advice. Good advice, man. Um, so, Rene, uh, I know how to reach you. I've got many ways that I can reach you, uh, which is how I got you on my podcast today. But how would you like for um, – how can people out there reach out to you, drop you a line, say how's it going, um, or or maybe ask you questions about X Team if they want to? Uh, how how can people reach you? Um,
1: well, I'm not very social. <laughs> I'm, uh,
0: Come on, Renee, we just got
1: finished talking about. I don't about have this. a blog, <laughs> but I have a LinkedIn, um, so you can uh, reach me through LinkedIn or Instagram. It's it's the same one. It's just Rene okay. Rosa Pastrana. And I'm not sure okay. if you will share it in the postcard in some way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I'll put it in the show notes,
1: but you can, you can, uh, send me a message through LinkedIn and, and I will be happy to, to start a conversation.
0: Cool. And any, anything you want to promote while you're here?
1: Free advertising? No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: We already put X team in there enough times, right? They already, they already paid their, paid their bill.
1: Yeah. No, but I would like to promote <laughs> code Academy.
0: all right codex academy
1: yeah so if you would like to learn how to code so just look for codex academy
0: there you go man that's so nice of you thank you for wanting to to promote my school (laughs) (laughs) man uh what a pleasure uh i'm so glad that we got this time together today um, I'm excited about this, uh, this the period, people hearing this podcast and, and hearing uh, about your experience, about your wisdom and, um, and growing because of it. So hopefully together, uh, we've been able to fulfill the purpose that we talked about earlier in the podcast. And, uh, and, uh, I, I'm just, uh, I, I love talking to you, man. I can't wait to hang out with you again. Uh, maybe we'll get, get some drinks in San Pedro Sula someday. If you just happen to be doing your digital nomad in there, uh, or, or wherever you find yourself, maybe I'll just fly to where you, where you are, and we can hang out.
1: Thanks, and thanks for uh, involving me in in this project. I know that this is your this is your baby right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: I, I'm glad to be part of it, and thanks for inviting me.
0: Awesome, man. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on the Driven Developer Podcast. I'm your host, Byron Somerdahl. This podcast is for you. It's all about trying to help you become what the world needs you to be, a driven developer. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with others or comment down below. If you'd like to follow me or this podcast, just look us up on facebook.com slash driven developer. And we'll see you next time.